Hey guys, welcome back to Soundcore Stories. This is season two, episode two, and probably one of the most important episodes of the entire season because we sat down with Debbie Carroll from Musicares. Musicares is the uh, official charity um, founded by the one and only Recording Academy. So just an absolute honor to have them on the show. And what's more, it is an absolute honor to have them as the official partner of the podcast and um, there was just a lot of incredible stories and things that they do that we went through. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I mean, the work they do for musicians of all levels and people working in music is fascinating. It's really nice to hear from from Debbie and just knowing that there's an organization out there that does that kind of work, especially after the year we've just had. Exactly. So listen in um, and yeah, just hear about all the incredible work that they do, uh, all the different musicians that they've worked with. This is a really good one and we hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, it's me, Sean, back for our second episode of Soundcore Stories. I'm with Lawrence. How are you doing, Lawrence? Very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sean. And we're joined by Debbie, Debbie Carroll from Musicares. How are you doing, Debbie? Hey, Sean. Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for joining us uh, this evening. It's evening time for me, actually. What time is it for you, Lawrence? Morning. It's morning here. Morning here in New Zealand. Uh, Debbie, what time is it for you? It's mid-afternoon for me. So we're crossing all, all different time zones. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here. So, um, yeah, we, we announced uh, our partnership with Musicares as one of our New Year's resolutions to get involved more. Everyone knows that we're involved with grassroots musicians and we love trying to support musicians any way we can. And it just felt like a natural partnership to team up with, with Music Airs. And so we're super excited to be able to sit down and talk with you this evening. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you guys. And we're very excited about the partnership and all that you do for musicians. So happy to be here. So thank you for having us. Um, so let's dive straight in. Um, for everyone listening, could you explain what Music Airs is and how you guys are connected to the Recording Academy? Certainly. Music Cares, we were founded in 1989 by the Recording Academy and a group of artists and individuals who are interested in preserving the health and wellness of music people. Um, it, we were founded after Woody Herman died virtually homeless and alone, and he was a legendary jazz artist. And again, this group of individuals got together and said, that's a tragedy. We need to do whatever we can to help support music people who give so much to the world. And so hence Music Here's inception. Um, Music Cares, we, we're partners with the Recording Academy. They're our major funder. Um, they fund most of our operating expenses and then everything that we raise can go to programs and services. So we're very, very fortunate to be attached to such a strong brand. Um, so we're, we're all in the same family. They, they support us significantly and we like to think that, and I, I believe that we do, that we support them as well. That's, that's amazing. And how did you become involved with music as yourself? You know, interestingly, I am not a musician um, nor musically inclined at all. I was a therapist in private practice many years ago and somebody told me about music cares and I thought, you know, what an intriguing idea to have an organization that takes care of its own. And I was seeing a lot of um, musicians in my practice and thought, I, I'm not sure I'm interested. Again, my children were young. I didn't want to travel and I wasn't sure I wanted to work for a nonprofit and then found out more about this organization that takes care of, you know, certain population. And again, that population that gives so much to the world and became intrigued and thought, wouldn't it be lovely if other 
you know, vulnerable populations or other professions that, that were more vulnerable and didn't have those safety nets that, say, bankers and lawyers have with health insurance and, you know, retirement plans and a steady paycheck and um, some of the things that many other professions take for granted. Um, if more people and more, more entities supported organizations such as Music Cares, I think the world would be a better place. So I got involved somewhat haphazardly, but I've been, I, I say often that I feel like I won the life lottery when I got to work for Music Cares. It's a pretty, pretty great gig to be able to help musicians and music people. Well, you've already began to touch on what I was going to move on to. First off, I was going to ask, are you a musician yourself? <laughs> you've already, you've already answered that one. But my next thing was like, how, how does it feel knowing how you help these musicians in this vulnerable group of people? Because like my journey in music, like you just mentioned, when you have, I, I call it a proper job, you know, you know that you're getting paid at the end of the month, you know, you, you know, you're kind of secure in your life, your life and your lifestyle. But as a musician or working with your music, sometimes that's really scary. So it must feel amazing that during your time, you've helped so many people. Yeah, it does feel amazing. I, I feel like I, I get as much, if not more, than what we give or what the organization gives as a whole. So I personally get it personally fills my soul to be doing the work that we do Um, because I also see that it makes a profound difference. Um, If a musician, say you have a guitar player who's doing something on their roof and they fall and they break their arm and suddenly, you know, during non-pandemic days, their tour is over, they don't have any way to pay their rent um, or, you know, feed their families. So that's where we step in or, you know, we've been there through several different natural disasters to, we just launched a help for the holidays campaign to give food to, to people who may need that support of the holidays. So, you know, I, I will also say that I feel like music people in general are some of the most generous and kind and giving individuals out there. And maybe I'm just a little jaded because I do what I do, but that they truly support one another, they care um, and they give so much through their craft. So to be able to, work for an organization that's working tirelessly to try to help support those people is again, just a pretty phenomenal place to be. It's, it's so true, isn't it? Because I think, as you've just said, I think musicians give so much of themselves to their performances, to their crowd to really like bring, bring out that emotion and make everyone enjoy what they're, what they're doing. And yet, you look at kind of the, what they get paid back in return sometimes, which is can be quite minimal. And then on top of that, you look at, for example, what's happened in 2020 with mm. um, government cuts. And quite often, it's kind of bursaries and scholarships and things like that or things towards musicians are one of the first things to go, you know. It's a tragedy. And that's what we were talking internally recently, that what a beautiful day it will be when we know when music is no longer needed, because that means that musicians are getting paid what they need to be paid, um, that they're, you know, they have other benefits and, and, and things in place that helps keep them healthy and well. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it's one of the most vulnerable populations that there are and I, I, or that there is. And I also feel like there's a, a big disconnect between the community at large thinking about the big name artists, but they don't think about the hundreds of people that it takes to get that artist out there and performing their music or um, performing on stage. And then the people who are emerging or the people that you go 
you know, to your, your local band bar or you grab a burger somewhere and you're fortunate to hear some really great, great music, those folks are not going to get paid what, what, again, those big name artists are. So keeping that in mind as well, that there's so many other people that need support maybe that are not, that pe- maybe the community at large isn't thinking about. I actually had that conversation with my brother last March here in the UK. We were due to go to country to country at the O2 in London. And it was right as the pandemic had just hit and the stages were all set. We were actually on the train ready to go and watch the first few acts play. And we started seeing a news trickle in that a lot of the acts had flown back to the US or flown back across Europe. And the first thing we started talking about was think of all the people there that are loading the stages in and all of the guys that are working on the drink stalls, the because we couldn't, we'd been there before, and we know how huge an event it was. And they suddenly just lost this whole weekend's worth of work, and I couldn't believe it. And there was, yeah, like you just mentioned, it's sometimes you do forget all of the little people involved with such. You get drawn in with the big names, and then you forget about some of the other, the moving parts. Right, and there's so many moving parts from the bus driver to the lighting guys to the. I mean, and and not just the live music realm, but also you know recording as well. And it's it's such a layered group of of individuals who've been affected by this pandemic. And again, I know the the world has been affected by the pandemic, but it's a vulnerable population anyway. Just again, because so many people are can be affected by if one piece of the puzzle is out of whack, um, so many people can be affected by that. I just, I just wanted to ask one more question in this area to kind of add a little bit more context um, for those who aren't familiar with Music Air. It's just on the scale of what you guys are doing. Do you have a broad number around either kind of number of artists that you've helped or amount of you know, money donated or anything like that to really show, show that scale? Sure. We have a, a, in my opinion, absolutely insane number that um, we've we've done this past year. It's a crazy number. We've um, distributed about 22 million to over 24,000 individuals um, since the pandemic. So just to put that in perspective, though, that's about three and a half times what we typically do in an annual year. And those are just individuals that we support with financial assistance. We have a variety of programs that also helps support just the wellness of musicians. So we do hearing clinics, which help preserve hearing health. We have medical and dental clinics for those people who can't afford those expenses. Because typically, if you're not able to feed your family, you're not going to go to the doctor or to the dentist. Um, We also have um, a significant amount of programming programming around addiction recovery support. So if somebody needs to get into treatment and doesn't have the funding to do so, we can get them into treatment within a matter of hours. And we have safe harbor rooms, which are clean and sober rooms backstage at major music award shows and festivals. And we now switch to cyber models. So um, during award shows, be them, be what they are at the moment. We do have a cyber model. So those people who are actually on hand and working on those shows can, can, join a Zoom call and, and take in a 12-step meeting to help support their sobriety. Um, again, we we provide assistance for any type of disaster re- relief. We were there for Hurricane Katrina to Hurricane Harvey, and now we're here to support music people during COVID as well. So, um, incredible, incredible thank you. work. Yeah. Thank you. 
So we do also, I will say, and this is important to note, we do a lot in the mental health space and um, mental health or behavioral health or however you want to call it, emotional health. Um, but just this pandemic has really caused a lot of people to struggle, just the isolation, the lack of connection, the fear around financial instability. Um, so people who need help with counseling or if they want group support, whatever kind of support they need around their mental health um, concerns. That's, too, that's, that's really us. been, that, that's been underestimated a little bit as well, hasn't it? Because I know from watching the news in the UK that part of that conversation has been around, not just, not just around protecting people's financial livelihoods and things like that, and or their kind of um, physical health from actually going outside. But actually, the, like being inside and the effects of isolation in itself, you know, so it's, it's really good to see that you guys have mental health at the forefront as well. And that's being considered. Yeah, because I, 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 I feel like that, um, again, speaking from my own experience, the whole mental health side of it, I feel like with the pandemic, that can easily become amplified as well. Because being a musician myself, I, when it came to songs or anything, I'm very guilty of overthinking or getting anxious about releases coming up or just in general, this just that whole music life, always wondering what's next. If I stop doing something, what's going to happen. And like you just said, Lawrence, with the pandemic, it suddenly combines into a huge problem. So it's again, yeah, yeah it's awesome that you guys are, are there with a helping hands. I think it's so cool. Well, we found too, I mean, and we're there for every level of what that may be. So some person, I mean, one person may just want to connect with somebody and say, hey, I want to talk to another guitar, you know, somebody who plays the guitar, or plays the bass, and just talk through some of what I'm feeling right now. I kind of want some of like what you were talking about, Sean. I don't really need a therapist, but I need something to, yeah. you know, inpatient support and everything in between. Because we realized too that, um, some of the research suggests that creatives have a higher propensity for depression and anxiety in general. And I think, you know, some of that is maybe that creative angst. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what that's about, but just given that that research is there, then you add the pandemic and they read all of the, you know, issues associated with that. And that just creates somewhat of a perfect storm. So we're here regardless of what that circumstance is. And so we can connect people with the therapist if that if that's what they need or psychiatrists or a, you know, week long intensive program, and then we cover the cost. So there's really no, no harm in reaching out to us or, or really any, any concerns because we can cover from start to finish to help people get the support that they need. Um, and I, I also think it's important to add that um, all of our services are purely confidential. And I think some people have a lot of fear. It takes a lot of courage to ask for help anyway. Um, and most people know that we can't get through this life without at some point or time needing somebody else to support us. And so we, in order to ensure that people have a safe place to, to reach out to, to us, we, we emphasize confidentiality. So we just say, listen, it's between you and I. And we're not going to let, you know, nobody's going to know about this or any of the struggles that you're dealing with. So then people feel free to reach out to us when they need us. That's, yeah, again, yeah, it's just great. I think it's great. Um, I want to talk about how do you get to that point? So could you discuss like a typical day at Music Cares, how this process works? Say a musician, what is the application process like? And how do you determine like... I know we said like you help all levels of musicians, but how do you actually determine 
who needs what help? Like if say a bus driver comes in, does he have to hit a certain threshold or just a small run through of the, of the process? Sure. And that's one of, I think, one of the very beautiful aspects of Music Cares is that we're very flexible and we err on the side of generosity. Um, We do have eligibility requirements where a person has to document that they've been in the industry in some capacity for at least five years. Um, We've reduced that during COVID to three years. And we've also said we encourage people with a year more experience to reach out to us because we'll vet that based upon need. And we did that because we know people need help. And so we want to help as many people as we possibly can. That's amazing, by the way. That's that's amazing. The fact fact that you guys are bending the rules that much um, as a a result of the pandemic when people need it most, I think is just completely hats off to you guys. Yeah, I was was fascinated that you dropped it to to three years. And then when you said the one year, I was like, oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. And, I, you know, it, it, we realize that probably those crew guys and those guys who are out on the road helping support um, tours, et cetera, maybe won't have five years experience in the industry, but they'll, you know, undoubtedly have a year or more and that still hits our mission. So we also have ability to provide one-time compassionate grants if it's something that sounds like it's the charitable right thing to do and a person doesn't meet our eligibility. Um we ask that a person fills out, it's a two and a half page application that has demographic information, it has budget information, um, and then provide some documentation of what they've done in the industry. But now with the internet, I mean, we can find most things that we need online. We sometimes ask for a bank statement um, or a tax form, but we will also often waive that requirement just because we wanna make it as simplistic as possible for people to get the help that they need. We do um, most of our payments, the pandemic, this wasn't the case, but most of our payments go directly to a third party. So we pay invoices directly and that's just to preserve the integrity of the, of the charitable dollars. So the donors know that what we're receiving goes directly to what we say it's going towards. So, you know, a person, if we're requesting, if a person's requesting assistance for rent, we pay the landlord directly. And again, most people say, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I don't have to worry about that. I take that off my plate. Um, or we pay, you know, a medical expense directly. But there, there are very few things that, that we don't cover. We don't cover um, business-related expenses because as you can imagine, and Sean, being a musician yourself, we would we would not have money very rapidly if that was the case. So we've got, we've got to focus on personal expenses, but you know, things like taxes, we can't necessarily pay or attorney's fees. We don't pay, but really anything else that's, that's related to basic needs we we can do. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's good. You've got that, that criteria there because as a musician, you'd start getting invoices for all sorts of, all sorts of things. Hey, I got new guitar strings. I needed a new guitar. (laughs) Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I need, and, you know, we do replace instruments though. If somebody gets their instrument stolen, we can help with that. You know, give us a police report and let us help, you know, get a guitar back in your hands or a drum kit or something. So it, it feels really reasonable because I think sometimes, you know, when you do something like this, you're often worrying about process and, oh, I've got to get this document and that document. But it really feels like that depending on how dire the need or, or just the context of the situation. It's just great to see that you guys, like like I said earlier, just break the rules a little bit or bend bend where necessary to make sure that that person who really needs whatever they need, that they get it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. 
Thank you. And yeah, most of the people who are reaching out to us are not having a great day. And so we want to make it a little bit brighter and just help them to help alleviate some of that stress and strain with just reaching out for help in general. So we don't want them to have to do back bends in order to get help from us. We want to make it easy. I feel like um, there's always a, a misconception. I guess musicians are always on stage, always putting on a front and you might it might seem like they're doing fine and oh, this person has a song on Spotify, it's doing really well, or I've seen them on TV once. How do you guys, um, um, they might not be doing well, like personally, how, how do you guys um, raise awareness to these to musicians to make them feel like they, can, they are able to reach out to you? I feel like Lawrence just touched on it, like your process, you're willing to bend the rules and you do... I feel like you make it obvious that you are there to help. But is there anything that you do in particular or have plans to do to raise more awareness to musicians and make draw them in more? Do you understand me? Even even absolutely, even opportunities like this, new platforms to help spread the word and let people know about what we do. I'll also say that after doing this, you know, for as long as I have, I've realized that, that musicians it's, it's a trust factor and it's a relationship factor. So if you know, Sean, that Music Hears has helped a buddy of yours, it will resonate with you and you'll be more likely to reach out to us in that, in that capacity too. And they'll be like, no, no, absolutely. They will help. And it's a really easy process. And let me tell you how that works. So a lot of it's word of mouth. I, I will also say when we do significant marketing, we, we talk to various groups and, and, genres and labels and managers and we can we can say it over and over again and we will continue to say it over and over again because the message is important to know but also until music cares touches your life or somebody's life that you know it doesn't resonate with you in the same way um and so um often we hear gosh i had no idea music cares was around we we can scream it from the rooftops but you've really got to listen and, and integrate it and maybe try it or you know contact us and see how it works to really know how it works but i'll also say that you know there are people that come up to us and it's it's lovely and i wish we could take credit for it but say that you know we've really changed their lives and that can be you know, the addict who had struggled for years and never had the resources to get the help that they need. And now they're, you know, doing things that they never thought that they could do before. And those are the, the stories that are really, really gut-wrenching and, and heartwarming as well to say, hey, you know, we made a difference in that person's life. And I, I often will say we, we bridge the gap in those potholes in life. So we kind of pick people up, dust them off, and send them on their way to live the lives that they live. And, and we're just there to help lend a hand when they need it. So you know, any avenue to, again, going back to our marketing and we have several different teams in place to help spread the word. But I, I often will say to other musicians, please just what you can do for us is tell your buddy about us and let them know that we're here. Um, so then they'll think about us when somebody you know, needs a root canal or, um, you know, it's faced with cancer or anything in between, or, you know, again, need some, just some support because there's not enough money at the end of the month. Is it, is it um, international as well, or are you guys just more kind of U.S. focused? We're U.S. focused at the moment. Um, we have so much work to do here. So in the United States, but, you know, who knows where we'll be in the future. There are no plans for that. So I'll say that, but you know, okay. at the moment we're, we're U.S. based. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. That's awesome. So, after, like we we already 
spoke about this briefly, but the music industry has been decimated in 2020. I don't think anyone could have prepared for what happened and how quickly it would have happened. But I read online, you guys were really quick to react and you set up a COVID relief fund. I think one of the CEOs of the Recording Academy and Musicares put some seed money together to, to build a relief. Talk, talk about that a little bit. Because that, that's incredible yeah. how quick you were able to react. Well, time. We, we did react very quickly. We saw, I mean, South by Southwest shut down. I mean, venue after venue or, or event after event was starting to close. And as we all knew, it, you know, it, it felt like it, it closed in on us very quickly. Um, and maybe that was denial. Who knows what that was? But it was um, mid-March. And... Harvey Mason Jr., our um, interim CEO of the Recording Academy, and Steve Boom, our current chair um, of the Music Cares Board, got together with other powers that be internally and said, listen, we need to do something. And Steve Boom um, connected, he's with Amazon and connected us with some of his analytic guys. And you know, the, the number that we found was astonishing in terms of what would need, be needed to provide the support to, to all music people who needed it. But we also realized we had to start somewhere. So we took a million dollars from Music Cares Endowment and the Recording Academy provided a million dollars. And as we, we all agreed that if we only distributed $2 million to 2,000 people, we had done what we could do. And, you know, we would certainly knock on every door and see what else we could do to raise more funding and also support that was coming in. The music community in music community fashion just stepped up, came to the table with us and says, we want to support you, help, you know, the music community stay healthy and well. And so, and they've continued to do that as much as they, they possibly can. And there's more work to be done. I mean, that's the piece as well that um, we don't foresee, I mean, none of us really foresee what's going to happen even in the spring or, or summer. And um, we need to, we're here, it's a marathon and not a sprint. We're going to be here for the long term, but we still have a lot more work to do um, to, until we're all able to get out of this. And I'll also say that I think that music is going to be one of the major healing properties to help us all Absolutely. get through this. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was my you you answered everything I was going to ask in that in that section. But my next one one thing I did want to say was where do you see the music industry going from this moment in time? I know it's like a going to be a healing process, but I think music is going to be at the forefront. And you also mentioned the music community is one of the tightest. So. It really is. I mean, I, I wish I had a crystal ball that could say where we're all going to be in six months from now and, and you know, was smart enough to really analyze that and have some solid answers for you. But you know, <laughs> I, I think that um, that we will all band together as we always do. The music community will. And music people will be turning to music more so than ever. I think they have during the pandemic, but that that will be a huge component to help us all you know, emerge from our homes and begin to interact with people again and, and have some sense of normalcy again and, and come together and unite um, in a collaborative way. So I think music will pay, play a huge part in that. Um, when, how, if, I, I don't know, but it's been lovely to see how creative creatives have been during this pandemic and provided the content that they have to help all of us get through this. So I think that will still remain and that content will still um, be delivered as we begin to emerge from this and as we continue to look back on this. 
Yeah, I think I think it's been such a tough year, but like you just mentioned, it's also been a year where live streaming has because it's always been around a little bit, but for musicians, it's become such a big platform now. And that's not going to disappear. I think that's just opened up more avenues where people can perform online shows. I, th- I think at the end of this, there's going to be some amazing festivals. I mean, musicians, whenever something's happened around the world in general, there's always musicians and the music community have always put together and tried to do fundraising with some of the biggest shows in the world. And I think when we come out of this, there's going to be some of the biggest, biggest festivals and biggest shows in the world. So I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that's coming. I'm going I am to too. Positive. I am too. I think so too. And staying positive is the only way to go with this. But I, I would agree. I think there's going to be some amazing, amazing music and and festivals and events and things again once once we're able to all connect again and get together again. I think I think we're also we're just really really excited to be to be part of that 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 journey with you guys as we continue moving forward. You know, this is just the start of the partnership. And I think there's a lot of avenues for us to explore, especially in terms of um, raising more funds for for musicians and things like that. So yeah, we're just really, really happy that Soundcore can kind of join you guys on that journey for sure. Well, we are so thrilled with the partnership and really appreciate you all thinking of us and, and um, looking to us to help, you know, move, move things forward and help support your community. So we, again, couldn't be more appreciative of the sport. So thank you. So talk to us a little bit about um, Music Heads has Person of the Year, the Person of the Year Awards. Could you explain to people listening what that is? I mean, you've had some crazy winners in the past, like some musical legends, Aerosmith, Dolly Parton, Paul McCartney. The list goes on and on and on. Like one of my personal favorites, Sting. Um, it's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about our, our person of the year event. Um, typically, it's always typically held two nights before the Grammys, and we honor a legendary artist who then other artists come and perform that artist's songs. And it's a tribute gala, dinner, silent auction, um, just an amazingly beautiful evening full of incredible music. Um, this year, obviously, things are a little different, so we can't gather, you know. 2,500 to 3,000 of our nearest and dearest fans and, and friends together. So we are have um, shifted the platform to a virtual platform, and it's um, we're still going to have a celebration, but it won't look the same as it as it has in the past with our Person of the Year event. And how? So with some of the previous winners, how? What's the criteria for picking them? Are they? And how do they support Music Cares? Well, they lend obviously their names and time and talent to that event, and and it raises the majority, or it has in the past, the majority of our program and services expenses in one evening um, for that for that fiscal year for music years. Um, but we we take a look at all sorts of things, you know, the the music that the the artist has performed throughout their career, um, their philanthropic endeavors to their interest and supportive music here. So uh, again, we've had our our person of the year event for over 30 years. So we've honored, we've been fortunate to honor so many amazing legendary names. Um, 
And those artists and then the artists who, who come and participate and perform that artist's songs, the honoree songs, um, they're legendary too. So we just have amazing supporters who are willing to lend their time and talents to, to Music Cares to help us raise money. So there are a variety of factors that we look into each year. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough call to make that decision about who we honor, but there, and there's so many more that, that we hope to be able to honor starting again next year. So Mate, we look you, forward to that. Do you have a favorite? That's Oh gosh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> that is very hard because there's so many. Yeah. There's um, some big names when I was going through the list that I couldn't pick one. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. I mean, each one is so uniquely, um, fabulous and has a different feel based upon that artist because of the, the music that they've created. But I've been blown away by, I, I will say every artist that we've honored um, just again, their, their legacy, the, the music that they've created. Um, and then the love that they received that evening from so many friends and, and others who come and help not only purchase tables and, and tickets to help support music here and support the artists, but also to, to pay, pay tribute to that, our person of the year honoree. So again, I don't, I can't pick one specific evening because they've all been very magical. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that answer. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make you pick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So we, we're pretty much at the end now, but so I want to look to the future and it's, it's, it's not a silly question because you're always going to be supporting people in music that need help, but, What's next for Music Cares? You know, we actually just embarked upon um, a wellness survey to get the, the pulse and temperature of the music industry as a whole. And we're analyzing that data. And we, we've always followed the need um, and not necessarily followed, but tried to stay in front of the needs. So we assess what those needs are based upon what we see clients coming to us for assistance for um, and add to that. So what's what's next for music here is is, is more. Um, and and we're we're about to restructure our programs and services um, team to really enable us to do a deeper dive and, and provide um, not only more support, but deeper support. So versus just, not just, but versus you know, providing the financial assistance that we do, but also then really looking to the, the core issue at hand and what can we do to address that. We've, we've done that along the way, but we, we plan to do a deeper dive. So if we find that somebody is an artist and they're able to work seven months out of the year, but then really struggle the rest of the year though. So how can we help that person plan so they're, they're able to then make it through the, the end of the year? Not every, mm-hmm. you know, not every crisis that, that comes to us has an easy solution. Um, but yet, even those that have a major medical diagnosis that not only can we connect them with top-notch physicians, can we support them by paying their medical bills, but also then how do we connect them with you know, physical therapy to, you know, just again, the long haul. So we're constantly evaluating what we're doing. Is it effective? Is it impactful? Um, Do we survey our clients after the fact to see if they, how satisfied they are with our services. So we're constantly being proactive in finding avenues to help support the community. And, and from a development perspective that obviously takes revenue for us to continue to do so. We're um, 
but we're always open to ideas and concepts that, that people may have that we may have blinders on that we're missing, you know, are we missing some area that, that musicians really need that we're not providing. So we want to, we want, well, we do. Everybody who reaches out to us to leave with something tangible in hand or some type of support where their, their lives are breathing a little bit easier. That's our ultimate goal. Yeah, I think I think it's fascinating the work that the, that you guys do at Music Cares. I really do, because yeah, as a musician, I feel like I, I am sure that there is similar services in the UK. But I guess aware for me as a musician, like you already said, it word of mouth really helps. And in my circle of, of like friends and bands, none of us really spoke about that that anyway. So I think it's fasc- fascinating that you're able to support all of these musicians and I hope that it continues to grow. And, that- and, and just on top of that, um, you know, I think that actually there are parts during, during this podcast where I really kind of wanted to scream from the rooftops about these things that we actually have coming up in the partnership um, things that uh, we both know are going to help kind of that word of mouth stuff. And also kind of making sure that you guys have that continuing, you know, income of revenue to, continue to pass on to the musicians but um we're just super excited for to, to be part of that and we encourage definitely all of our soundcore listeners um to make sure they just watch this space because there's more coming with music airs uh, as we move forward and um debbie just i think just just one last thing from you as well is there anything that that our listeners can do right now or anything they can, can go and check out how, how can they contribute uh, at the moment Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Please um, check out our website at musichears.org and spread the word about our services. You know, we welcome donations if people are interested in doing that, um, either hosting some type of streaming event or, or donating um, individually, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, stay with us, inform us of, of people who may be struggling. So if you hear somebody who's in need, um, sometimes it helps if a friend contacts us before then the individual does it. That kind of that can bridge and connector can also help people get the help that they need. So there are a variety of ways to to stay in touch with us. So again, I think our website's the, the best place in general, but um, just get to know us and and let people know that we're here. I think people will definitely be getting to getting to know you guys over the over the next you know coming weeks and coming months as you guys are now the official partner of the podcast as well. So uh, they'll be hearing about uh, music as every podcast. So yeah, um, Debbie, just thank you so much for for coming on. Sean and I both really really appreciate it, and uh, we hope to have you on again in the future. Well, thank you both. This has been a delight and a pleasure, and we really again appreciate the the partnership, and we look forward to more. So thanks. So. That was Debbie from Music Cares. That was that was awesome. I think I can't really pick a favorite bit because every time she was can you, what was it? My favorite bit was just the fact that they they're willing to bend the rules. And I love a company that's willing to do that, especially I mean, I've worked for some pretty big companies and they're so strict on black and white, you must do X, you must do Y, you must provide this. But considering the face and scale of the pandemic, just everything that was happening, it's like, you know what, if you can't provide this, depending on how dire your situation, we will bend the rules for you and we'll get you what you need. And I just think that that was absolutely amazing to hear. And I really, really have a lot of respect for them on that. 
Yeah, you know what? I said I couldn't pick a favorite bit. That bit's good. The whole thing's my favorite you bit. Just take, I, you can't just take my favorite bit and call it your favorite bit. I can. We're, we're one entity on this podcast. <laughs> What's yours is mine, Lawrence. <laughs> um, yeah, so for, for anyone who wants to just make, just who feels like doing something and, and doing a little bit more, please head over to grammy.com forward slash music Just go ahead, <clears throat> check them out, educate yourself. If you know any musicians who are struggling, please introduce them to music Ares. Um We're partnered up with them for the next couple of years and um, we've got some really big things coming up with them. So just watch this space. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Exciting times coming.